following announcement has been paid for by the New World Order. You are now listening to Lucha Outsider Show, available on iTunes, SoundCloud, and anywhere you listen to podcasts. At Lucha Outsiders, everywhere. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, SoundCloud, and iTunes. Lucha Outsider Show. Congratulations. You played yourself. Yeah, so what happened was I wasn't in studio for the start of the show. We had another producer try to put it on, and he basically put on the wrong music. And now you're going to hear Mario ask if we're on the air. Mario, you're on the air. We're not live yet, are we? (laughs) We're not even live yet. You got to stop, though. (laughs) (laughs) What a shit show. You know, I could have I could have just simply gotten you on Skype and we could have just record a podcast and then I would have just put it out on audio. But Leo, right. he he's he he wants us to go on Facebook Live. So let's do it, man. I st- I, the family's gone. They're like, all right, you want to go do this little show and do, uh, gossip about wrestlers? We're gonna go and do errands. You right guys are on. Here. We're on. Yes, you got you guys are on now. <laughs> I, listen. That, first Did they of all, hear that what I said about my family? We actually are on now. Hold on, let me double check. Because Leo just fucked up. <laughs> Hold on, let's see. We're not even live. Okay, we're live. We're actually live, live. So hopefully Leo will edit this, right? Because this is my wife, the Outsider Show. There's no intro. We're just shoot on the air. <laughs> my tag team partner for today, he's the dream maker. He's the king of draw style. He's the dream match messiah. You can simply call him the DM. He's a man behind DM Dub, DM Dub, Dream Match Wrestling, Mr. Dream. What's up, bro? <laughs> I'm, try- I'm waiting for the, like, the little <laughs> clapping stuff that Leo does. <laughs> Listen, we don't have none of that, right? Because the, the engineer right now, currently on this show right now, the engineer is a 13-year-old because Leo's nowhere to be found. I got spoiled with the theme music that I got, the, that the was, ring that entrance music that, that Leo that got from the Full Mercy music. game. <laughs> Hopefully, I hope Leo won't be lazy and actually edit the actual, you know, like the intro onto it. And Dream, you just froze. Dream, you froze. You froze, bro. <laughs> this whole episode. Uh, I'm, I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. We're, we're, we're off this- to a terrible start. <laughs> let me move to a stronger part of the house. Oh my god, what a mess! This, oh, let me. All right, we we are here, we are here, we're live, we're good. Okay. So everyone live, we're a lot more professional. Well, than listen, this. this is what happens when Leo's not around, but he still wants to go live on Facebook. Because if you, because for me, I could just record the podcast and then we would just drop an audio. Like that's that's what I would do. 
Um, Mr. Dream, I think we lost you again. Because <laughs> I can't hear nothing you're saying. <laughs> you're no, taking... I'm here. Oh, you're here? You're, show... you're just taking me on a tour of your house. I, I, I... <laughs> I tell you, yeah. <laughs> you're, also, you're also telling the people. I'm just trying to get to a part of the house with better signal. You're also showing the people tour of your house. My bad. Oh my god, this is hilarious! All right, all right, let's my, get, let's try to get home. on track. Welcome to the Lucha Outsider. So this is episode one sixty one. It's a mess. Leo's not around. We have a thirteen year old that's being the engineer of uh, trying to put this together and put us on Facebook Live. But yeah, we're here. We're we're recording something. So I don't know if Leo's gonna appear. Not really sure. He's doing a great job. But but yeah. Shout outs to, to Vince and, and Brian because it's two of them. It's not even one, it's two of them. <laughs> All right, Dream. Shout out to them, man. They're doing a good job. Dream, did you What's by up? any chance watch the Tyson and Roy Jones fight? I did. <laughs> I did watch yeah. it. All right. I know this isn't hey, re- wrestling related. It, w- yeah. It, it's not wrestling related. No, no I, 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 I did watch it. But we had to talk about it. I think we got to talk about it. I think we should talk about Tyson and Jones. You know, I originally, right, and I don't have my drops here because I'm not in studio, but I originally, like, going into it, including myself, you know, anybody that watched it, whether they paid for it or illegally streamed it, whatever your preference was, right? I was originally going into this, like, listen, anybody that's watching this is going to get a congratulations tomorrow. Like, that that was my mindset, all right? That was my original (laughs) mindset going into uh, this paper. Yeah. But then watching it throughout the night, right? Like the whole card, including the main event. Dude, for those four hours, I was really entertained. You know, you had the concert. You were entertained at these, right? You know, you had Wiz, Wiz Khalifa, or like what I like to call him, Wiz Khalifa and Snoop Dogg. They're fucking smoking an L, <laughs> you know, during the concert. <laughs> like, you know, uh, YG was a cool performance. I thought the French Montana performance was a little underwhelming, but nonetheless, with the concert involvement, and then you have the actual fights, you know, with the pre-show that started at 8, um, and then going into the card, I thought for what it was, I thought the whole show was really good. You had a, a pre-show fight, which was a featherweight fight. We had uh, Edward uh, Vasquez defeated Irvin Gonzalez Jr. That was in the pre-show. Some people missed that because they didn't even know there was a pre-show. Then you had a light yeah. heavyweight bout. Uh, Ortiz versus I can't even pronounce this dude's name. I don't know if he's African or something. I'm not sure. I might be wrong here. He might not even be African, <laughs> but um, this dude, to- yo, this dude, he was dominating most of the fight. And then Ortiz just came at out of nowhere. I believe it was the seventh round and just gave him a nice body shot. And then that was over. I thought this black dude was going to win. Um, <laughs> and then you had the, the main card. You had a, a, a Baldu Jack defeating uh blake mccurr and he took this dude to sc- he took this white boy to school bro oh well <laughs> if you're gonna talk about going to school you gotta keep it going <laughs> wait till the next matchup to talk about oh, going to school man this one hurt my feelings bro jake paul a youtuber right but he's been training mm-hmm. for boxing like this isn't new oh, yeah, to him. He's, no he's taking it serious right he's taking it serious he's, he doesn't have a lot of experience just yet but he is training and he's taking it very serious so he um he was facing off with uh Nate Robinson, you know. Um I like Nate, but man, this looked in the beginning it looked like a wrestling match because they kept holding each other. And man, yeah. did Jake Paul just embarrass Nate Robinson? And going into it, I'm thinking like, 
man, Nate Robinson got this, bro. Like, he's, I think he got this. He's an athlete or whatever, you know. He's yeah. like basketball, football. I'm like, man, this guy got this, bro. Like a 10 time, uh, 10 times he's won the, the slam contest like 10 times or something like yeah, that. Yeah, he won it. He won the slam dunk contest three times. So I'm thinking, like, yo, man, Nate Robinson got this. Oh, and he had to hold that L because yo, Jake Paul embarrassed him. Man, it was, it was just, I don't, I don't even know if he trained. Did he just go in there thinking that you know he's athletic and and he's super strong and he was just gonna, you know, knock out uh, I'm not name, Jake mistaken. Paul? If I'm not mistaken, I believe the commentators. By the way, Mauro Ronaldo, wrestling related, he was doing play yeah. by play. Um, he did great. He did great. He did amazing. It was great to hear his voice. I believe he said, or maybe it was someone else. Maybe it was um, maybe it was Sugar Ray Leonard on commentary. I forget who it was that said on commentary that Nate Robinson was only training for this for six months, and I could be wrong. Yeah. No, I I think you're right. Yeah, and I, and I think it was uh, Sugar Ray that said it. Uh, but yeah, he was leading with his head. He didn't have good balance in his feet. He he was bum rushing the entire time. But he was leading with his head. It was like looked like he wanted to wrestle Jake Paul. That's what it looked like. They, they were better off probably having an MMA fight. Yeah. They were better off probably <laughs> having an MMA fight. <laughs> yeah, he probably would have had a chance. Maybe a better chance than this. But it was just ugly to watch, man. And, and it goes to everyone that says, uh, when people say, oh, yeah, he's an athlete. He should be able to do pro wrestling. I know this was boxing, but I'm relating right. it to pro wrestling. Where right. it's like, oh, yeah, just, just because someone's an athlete doesn't mean that they're good at something else. So they're not good at pro wrestling or boxing or fighting in general combat sports. You, you know, they're two separate things. And you also got to consider the fact that uh, Jake Paul, people are going to make fun of Nate Robinson because he lost to a YouTuber. But he's 23 years old. And yeah. he's been training a few years now, and he's taken this serious. Um, I, I think I, I think the the whole making fun part yeah. comes into the fact that Jake Paul sometimes come off comes off like a douche. So oh, yeah, he is. <laughs> so when you come off like that, you just want somebody to whoop your ass, right? And yeah. I think a lot of people going into, including myself, I'm like, man, Nate Robinson got this, and then. This guy gets showed up by a fucking YouTuber. But like you said, this guy's been training for that. He already has one previous fight. So he's kind of not saying that he's an expert on this, but he's more aware to the boxing game than Nate Robinson. Yeah. And at 35, 36 years old, this is not something you can just pick up and learn it in six months. You right. get, you know, when you when you get older, there's things in your body that no longer function the way they did when you were in your 20s. Like, And I, I'm talking about like ligaments and bones and joints and your stamina may not be there. Your lung power is not there like it was when you're when you're 20. And mm -hmm. you don't learn as quickly things like not just your brain, but your body doesn't learn movements, especially new movements, as well as it right. would in your teens and early 20s. So, I mean, he still agreed to the fight. <laughs> and his trainer should have told him, should have called it off. Like, yo, you've been doing it for six months. You look like shit. You should not take this fight. <laughs> Bro, they've been killing Nate Robinson online, bro, on, on social media with the with the memes and like there's a Nate Robinson challenge now. They've been killing this guy. I don't think I don't think this guy will ever recover again. Like he he went from being like I won't call him a C-lister, but like he was still known for the so I'll I'll, I'll say like a a, a B-level athlete because you know he doesn't play yeah. basketball anymore. Now you can pretty much say he's like a C and D lister after this loss. Yeah, I you know. It takes a lot to get in there, man. It takes a lot it to does, get in there does. and confront somebody and fight somebody and put 
you're kind of putting your life on the line, just like you do in any kind of combat sport, uh, pro wrestling included. Anything can so, happen, but so going yeah. back to so going back to the whole wrestling thing before we talk about Tyson and Jones, what do you think was more embarrassing, Nate Robinson taking this L from this YouTuber, or CM Punk taking two L's in MMA? Oh man, that <laughs> you, know, you know what? I would give it to CM Punk for the second bout, right. The right. about because it's kind of one of those fool me once shame on you fool me twice shame on me <laughs> i can't believe i watched the second fight like <laughs> and i was kind of hopeful too like hey it's been two years maybe he learned a little bit something different i'll give him you know what though he did win the first round of that fight with michael jackson <laughs> he fought a guy named michael jackson <laughs> who was a cameraman before. I mean, he had a couple of fights in, but generally his he was a cameraman. That's what he really was. And they just brought him in to fight CM Punk. Well, they brought him in to fight uh, Mickey Gall, and then he fought the CM Punk. But you, you know what I will say about the first CM Punk fight, which was with Mickey Gall, if I'm not mistaken? Um, yeah. During that fight, right, I'm not going to lie to you. When you heard... Cult of personality hit that arena and he came out all pumped up for that, for the, for that entrance or whatever, however long that entrance took, I think it was like a three minute, five minute entrance. I ain't going to lie to you. I kind of believed for a second. I was like, yo man, <laughs> I popped. I was hype. I believed. I'm like, yo, CM Punk got this, man. Like, cult of personality's playing. He's coming out all pumped up. I'm like, man, CM Punk got this, bro. He, he made me believe. And then he, yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, you could give me the same congratulations because I believe, too. As a matter of fact, it wasn't until because I, I kept saying I was seeing his stand up for those few seconds. I'm like, oh, yeah, but uh, CM Punk's is a he's a jujitsu guy. If it goes to the floor, he's got this. And then I, I find out because this whole entire time when he was in pro wrestling, I firmly believe that he was that he was uh, training, that he was doing jujitsu. I thought he had years in jujitsu. I thought he That's was like a what I thought, belt. too, but like. And I'm not saying that he he didn't do it and he didn't like, you know, practice it or whatever, train for yeah. it. But training as a hobby and then training to actually go into the fight world is two different things. It's not the same thing. No. Yeah. And then I found out that he's he was a white belt. He was a white belt in jujitsu. The, the main discipline that he was bragging the entire time that he did that he trained. So <sighs> it wasn't until then that I found that out after the fight. I'm like, oh, yeah. What the hell is he doing in the UFC? Dude, what I'm telling you, man, for that, for those quick minutes of that entrance, for those three, four minutes, five minutes tops, and he, he came out with cult of personality. He got into the octagon. I'm like, man, CM Punk got this. And then I got, <laughs> I got hit with the congratulations. <laughs> Even at the weigh-ins, he looked convincing. Right. He did the pose. He's like, he screamed. I yelled. He, was oh. like, he looked like he was in the best shape of his life. Like, oh man. All right. <laughs> so, and so here's the. So, <laughs> So, you know, moving on to CM Punk, uh, one more yeah. last thing on CM Punk. So then the second fight, right? I didn't really go with any expectations either, right? I'm like, damn, man, CM Punk about to catch another L, right? <laughs> well, then Cult of Personality comes out. He comes out with Cult of Personality again. And I don't know what's, what's up with that song, but it made me believe. Maybe not as yeah. much as the first fight, but I'm like, man, CM Punk got this, man. He's going to redeem himself. He's going to catch this <laughs> win. And instead he caught another, another L. But but he did get a takedown in the first round, and he did win the first round. So he won a round in the UFC. 
all the bad stuff, he did get that first round. <laughs> he got so, okay. tickled. <laughs> the third. So, the so back, back to my original question. What do you think is more embarrassing, the whole Punk or Nate Robinson knockout? Well, Punk didn't get knocked out. He just got I, beat the fuck up. Yeah, I think I think the congratulation has to go to CM Punk. Because Nate oh. Robinson did still fight someone that only had two uh, professional bouts. It was he's a 23 year old YouTuber, whatever. Uh, right. And maybe he learns from this. Maybe he realizes, hey, you know what? I'm not cut out for this. Or maybe the ship has sailed for this passion or this profession. CM um, Punk came back. CM Punk came back, and he's he been came on, back for on another record. ass whooping. He didn't yeah. learn the first time, and was like, yeah. you know what? Let me get my. Let me get another ass whooping. And he came back while he was, I don't think he was fully focused because he was going through that whole lawsuit with the WWE. So that's a draining and stressful thing to go You're through. The, he lost a friendship with Cole Cabana. Yeah. It was a bad time to even want to fight. So CM Punk okay. gets the congratulations. All right. Let's talk about this main event. Yes. Mike Tyson, Roy Jones Jr. I think, now I'll get your opinion on it, but I think, I had no expectations going into this fight because it's like, mm-hmm. while we have seen the training videos from both Mike Tyson and Roy Jones, I think Mike Tyson looked like a monster in his training videos. So I really yeah. had no expectation going into this. But overall, I thought this fight over exceeded anyone's expectations if anybody even had expectations. Mike Tyson looked great. Roy Jones, yeah. maybe not so much, but I still respect <laughs> for both guys. Right, They're in their 50s and they look pretty good. I think they look good. And remember, they are professionals. They've, they've, they're veterans. They're legends. They know what they're doing in there. Right. Regardless of how long it's been since they've done it. And I do agree with you. I thought Tyson remained very composed and that allowed him to retain his stamina. Mm-hmm. And he lasted all eight rounds. I think he could have done three-minute rounds the way he looked. Tyson. Because they cut it on the two. Tyson. Yeah, Tyson me, did. Tyson, to me, did not look gassed after the fight. Roy no. Jones. Look gas. Yes. He looked gas after the first round. <laughs> Yo, there was listen, I was watching this, right? I was watching the fight, and I believe it, it was in the beginning of the of the ending of the fifth, if I'm not mistaken. Yo, this guy was dragging his feet, and I'm thinking, like, yo, Tyson's gonna try to knock this dude out. Like, yeah. I was expecting a knockout. Yeah, there, there was a couple of close calls. There was this, I think it was in the sixth round, Tyson came in with an uppercut and just barely missed with the left hook. I was like, that would have that would have knocked him out. And it was funny to me. I think it was in the first or second round that Roy Jones was in his corner and his trainer's talking to him and he tells him, he's throwing those punches. You see those punches, right? And Roy Jones straight up says, somewhat. <laughs> there was a point. After one of the rounds, I don't know if it was the sixth or the seventh. It might it might have been the, the the part that you're talking about where they just pouring water Roy Jones and he just gasped. Like he's not yeah, even that was there. later on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it, he had he fought two years ago, 2018. So I thought yeah. he'd be the fresher fighter. But and Tyson what, looked great. Tyson, yeah, Tyson looked great. And what was uh Tyson's last fight? What was it, 15 years ago? It was 2005. Jesus Christ, bro. And I don't know if I'm wrong about this. I'm going off of memory here and I'm not, I'm not, I haven't researched, I haven't looked into it. I think he actually quit in that fight in bro, 2005. Tyson looks great. Yeah. Great. Like he didn't look gas. 
I, I want to see him fight again, bro. For a 54 year old, Jake he... Paul. <laughs> oh, no, no. no. <laughs> Listen, man. <laughs> I, let me put it this way if he fights Jake Paul, it's going to be a different outcome than the Nate Robinson situation. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but uh, you know who knows? You know, I, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, you know that he's it's still twenty three versus fifty. What is he? What's Tyson fifty four? So it'd still be interesting. Not something I'm just joking when I say it, right? <laughs> but uh, he's definitely. I wouldn't put Tyson against the top dogs in in boxing right now. Definitely um, not. I'm. I don't know, I, man. For the four hours, for the four hours that I I watched the the paper, I got to watch with my father. We were. We were entertained. We we enjoyed the whole, um, I guess uh, the the um, the format of the show. You know, the you had the yeah. concert in between um, some of the some of the boxing fights. I, I enjoyed it. Um, I would actually pay for it again. I know there were some people online saying like, "Oh, I'm not paying for this shit," but then they were talking about the fight. So you know, yeah, like, they couldn't stop watching. Yeah, they, right. They, 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 they were talking so much shit like, it. "Oh, I'm not gonna pay for this garbage. I'm not watching. I'm not wasting my time." Yet you watched it, so. And credit to Tyson, the star power that he has, that although there was nobody really in the building, like there was a live audience, you still felt like this energy and this yes. energy about the fight and like this anticipation of a knockout or something. Can you imagine there was a crowd? It felt it was a big fight feel. They were at the Staples yeah. Center. Obviously, they did some modifications, kind of like the Thunderdome in WWE, where they added um, little platforms and little setups for uh, the performance. And then you had the the ring, and it had like even the the um, one of the cameras that they used. It was kind of like a. It kind of felt like a, a. What do you call those gimmicks? The 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 drones. It kind of felt oh, like yeah, a yeah. drone where it would rotate around the ring. Uh, the, I really enjoyed this setup. I thought Mario Lopez kind of being the the voice <laughs> for it. It, yeah. it. it was cool. It was cool seeing Mario Lopez in there. Um. I enjoyed the whole show. The whole Mar Ronaldo did his thing. Sugar Lay Renner did, did his thing. Uh, Snoop Dogg was gold on commentary. Oh my God. Well, he, he was calling them their, his uncles. He was like, look he at my like, uncles going. Like, like, he's like, I think he said something that was like, I, I feel like I'm watching my two drunk uncles fighting or whatever. <laughs> he was already burying them at the beginning of the fight. <laughs> I enjoyed it. I think it was worth 50 bucks. If you didn't spend the 50 bucks, you know, and you enjoy this thing, that's fine. I wanted to, I wanted to put money down for it, you know, for Tyson and Jones or whatever. I, I don't know. Of course, yeah. I was entertained by the fight. I, I enjoyed it for what it was. And it was going to a good cause. Yes. At the end of the day, yeah, they, it was. Going they to are. A good cause. They were donating a purse to the charity. Right. And yeah. Right. Good, so if they cause. do it again, I will be supporting again. Hopefully, it won't be Jones and Tyson. Hopefully, it'll be someone a little bit more up par, so we can actually get a fight. But um, it was. You know what? One last thing on the fight. I was a little bit worried going into it because they kept on saying this was an exhibition match. Exhibition, yeah. And I'm thinking like, oh, man, I don't want to see them wear like headgear or nothing like that. And But no, it felt like a fight. Yeah, it did. They, I mean, they made some modifications. Obviously, they turned from three minutes. They put it to two minute rounds. But Uh, I was cool with that. I didn't mind the two minute rounds. I mean, they did kind of go fast for me. <laughs> I, I felt that right when they were getting in the groove, especially Tyson, the bell will ring. But uh, I think he can go three-minute rounds. I didn't mind the two-minute rounds because they're both old. That's why I didn't personally <laughs> mind the two-minute rounds. Yeah. It did go fast. I do agree. But I, for what it was, I enjoyed it. I, I enjoyed it. I, I, I liked uh, what we got. 
you know? Yeah. I mean, who knows? They are talking about Evander Holyfield. Because Holyfield's uh, also training, and he's been trying to do a comeback too. So that'd be really interesting. Well, hopefully Tyson, Tyson doesn't. So hopefully Tyson yeah. doesn't like take a chunk out of his ear again. <laughs> At this point, shouldn't he have like dentures? <laughs> he shouldn't be able to to bite <laughs> anybody. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's move on. Let's talk about some wrestling. Unfortunately, there was some sad news that came to the wrestling world yesterday. Um, are you are familiar with Jimmy Rave? Jimmy Rave, no, remind me. Maybe I, okay, maybe so I he, am. He started off in Ring of Honor. Um, he was part of this group. I believe it was called the Embassy in um, early Ring of Honor days. Uh, he also had a, a, a funny gimmick in TNA where him and Lance Archer, he was known as Lance Rock. They were kind of like rockers. It was like a rocker tag team. Um, very talented dude. Oh, okay, I'm, okay. Surprised, I'm surprised that he didn't uh, end up getting bigger than what he was. I remember Ring of Honor, he was uh, in a very interesting feud with AJ Styles at the time. AJ was in TNA, and uh, for whatever reason, Jimmy Rave kept on using the Styles Clash and called it the, the Rave Clash. And then that led to a feud between Jimmy Rave and AJ Styles. This is going back in the days. This is going back in the early 2000s. Well, he tweeted out yesterday. He was still wrestling. Um, I know he was, doing a, he was at a training school training people. Um, I think he was wrestling probably not as much as he used to back when he was younger, but he was still a young dude. I think he was only uh, he's only 37, but he sent out a tweet. And he said, um, I have been very blessed for the last 21 years in professional wrestling, getting to live out my dream today. The dream has ended for me and I have a new real reality. This past Tuesday, my world came crashing down when doctors found an infection in my left arm. I tried toughing it out. By the time I saw a doctor, it was too late, and they had to amputate my left arm above the elbow, <clears throat> effectively ending his in-ring career. <clears throat> I appreciate everyone who has supported me or anyone that has pegged me with a roll of toilet paper. <laughs> so my brother and sisters I have shared the ring with or locker room, thank you for always pushing me to be better. Thank you to all of my mentors and students who allow me to still feel like I'm needed. This was the hardest thing I ever had to type. If you have any questions or comments, please feel free to DM me. Please take care of your health much more seriously than I did. I am sorry for anyone I have let down. Support pro wrestling. So that was a very heartwarming uh, tweet from Jimmy Rave. Um, it's sad. It's really sad, yeah. especially because it didn't end in a way where it's like, all right, I have a fucked up neck. I, I got to stop wrestling. No, he had to get his left arm amputated, bro. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's tough, man. Who, I, I, I can't imagine even missing a, a finger. So, like, imagine losing your arm. That's so sad, man. It's, 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 it's heartbreaking, like you said. Mm -hmm. So, I really uh, feel for him. Yeah, it's terrible news. So uh, let's send our uh, best wishes to Jimmy Rave. Uh, I don't know if he has a pro wrestling tea store or maybe another, you know, t-shirt uh, store. But um, you know, do your research. Maybe support. Throw him a couple bucks because it sucks, man. I feel bad for the guy. It, I think he's only thirty-seven. He's still a young dude, so yeah. I, I feel bad. All right, let's. Uh, but let's, you know, the, future, the future's still bright. He's thirty-seven years old. I hope he keeps his head head up. I hope he he still pursues something in wrestling. Right, be, right, right, right. Even if it's not in ring, I mean, we've there's been performers that have been missing limbs and they still wrestle. So you never know. He, you yeah, know, absolutely he's right. Get, I mean, yeah, we yeah. we've seen Stranger Things in the world of professional wrestling. So I mean, if he's he a talented guy, this. yeah, he, he could come this, back from this. Better. He could do something else. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. All 37 right. is still young. Yes. All right. Let's uh let's talk about um 
surprisingly, it was a really good show. I was bearing it going into it because I thought this is probably the worst book Survivor Series ever going into it. Like the story, everything was just terrible about it. And then Survivor Series came this past Sunday night. And overall, for the most part, I thought it was a good show. Um, I'm not going to talk about the pre-show because The Miz won. No disrespect to The Miz, but, you know, it was just a pre-show. <laughs> Nobody really cares about the pre-show. But yeah, even the opening the match, what was that? What was that? Why was he on the pre-show? You've got your Money in the Bank champion, you know, someone that's going to be a contender. You got him on the pre-show. That makes no sense to me. Well, listen, I'm just happy that Otis isn't Mr. Money in the Bank anymore. So, <laughs> <laughs> But he was in the main show. Which makes Otis. no sense whatsoever. <laughs> Otis was on Team SmackDown, yet you could have put Big E in that spot. Yeah, I don't know. Instead of fucking Otis. Fucking Otis. I don't know what's their hard on with, uh, with Otis. I, I listen. <laughs> he's a funny guy. I'm not. He might be a nice guy. I don't know. I'm sure he's a nice guy. But he's not a main star. He's not a star. He's a fucking flavor of the month. I was never yeah. behind the Otis train. And I think it's a huge mistake splitting him up with Tucker because now Tucker is more of a Joe Bear than he was before. And now you have Otis and Limbo. You should have just kept them as a tag team. At least they were more entertaining. Yeah, exactly. You need you need like that 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 hype man or you know every time that you have like one of these comedian wrestlers it's good to have someone else that balances it balances him out and i think that's what tucker was he balanced otis out so <laughs> but uh yeah i get i get getting somebody like otis if you have nobody else if your roster is so depleted that you need to fill in that spot with somebody funny but you've got stars like you said they had big e you know like they I, I i just don't understand why Someone like The Miz, who's really hot right now on the pre-show. Right. And then you've got Otis in the Survivor Series, one of the premier matches. I, I don't get it. But before we talk about this Survivor Series match, give me a minute, dude, because I didn't do it in the beginning of the show, because this show has been a shit show. I think I'm titling, I think I'm titling this episode a shit show. Well, hold on, give me a minute. Hashtag is Rebel time. I'm still doing my Rebel gimmick, even though this you show has been a match. Bro. <laughs> you need two of them after this morning. <laughs> the show has been a mess. It's been a mess. So to start the main car, we had Team Raw, AJ Styles, Keith Lee, Sheamus, Braun Strowman, Matt Riddle. And the the bodyguard of AJ finally got a name. His name is Almost. I'm Almost. not making this up, people. His name is Almost. Versus Team SmackDown, Kevin Owens, oh, yeah. Jey Uso, King Corbin, Seth Rollins, and Otis. For this match... While it was poorly booked going into it, especially when it came to Team Raw and the shenanigans we saw on Raw, I thought this match was okay. Uh, team Raw did not get any eliminations. Like, their whole team was still perfectly fine. And Team SmackDown, in many ways, got destroyed. Uh, Seth Rollins sacrificed himself. Uh, I believe Sheamus eliminated him. Um, Jay Uso was the final guy on his team. And, um, you know, uh, Keith Lee got the, you know, he hit the, the spare bomb on him and one, two, three, and Team Raw picked up the win. One thing I did notice throughout the night when it came to Survivor Series, normally when they do this brand supremacy bullshit, they have like a, a ticker where I'll say like, oh, Raw has three wins and SmackDown only has two. There yeah. is no ticker this year. Absolutely not. No ticker whatsoever. Why is that? Because <laughs> nobody gave a Why shit about the Survivor Series, bro. <laughs> exactly. Maybe that would have added to it. I, I, I would have still liked to know. You know, 
they could add it to the storyline. I'm curious to see what they do with Seth Rollins when he comes back. Like, are they going to still continue this whole Rey Mysterio, Murphy, Dominic storyline? Like, are they still going to drag this even more when he comes back? Or is he going to just take a long break? And I don't know, man. Maybe by the time he comes back, there's fans in the arena, hopefully. Yeah. And he comes back with, burn it down. Comes back as a face? Yeah, man. I Listen, I, I did a post earlier this week how much I missed that song. Like, that, I missed that song so much. Don't get me wrong. I, I don't – there's a lot of people that have been criticizing this whole Messiah gimmick and, and stuff like that. I'm not one of those. I, I don't mind it. But, man, I do miss the whole burn it down uh, gimmick and him coming out and the crowd just fucking yelling it. I, I do miss that song a lot. Hey, congratulations to me because I always miss, miss the cue on that song. It's hitting, and, then, and, then, and I go, burn it. Oh, too early. My bad. <laughs> or I get it too late. Well, I always miss the cue. Dream, you could always be worse, and I'm going to explain why. I'm going to give why? you a pass on that. Because some of the times, with them, when it comes to WB cameraman, I don't know who, who's producing this shit, but they sometimes, when we used to actually have fans in the arena, they sometimes used to put the video shots on some of the most obnoxious worst fans ever right <laughs> like you know with the new day right when you you knew biggie and she'll be like oh and he'll be like oh yeah. chicago or whatever and then he'll say like don't you dare be sour you know he does a stick so when he does that fans usually say it with him like they, right. they'll get they pan out the to the crowd yeah they'll pan out to the crowd but unfortunately sometimes whoever's producing this shit They'll pan out to the fan that either is not saying it right or they're like miscued. And it's like, why are you posting on this jackass for? So I'm going to give you a pass. That would probably be me, one of the ones that's doing it wrong. I'm completely off. Well, I don't think, I think with the burn it down, though, I don't think they would pan it out on the fans, though. Yeah, it so would a, I, I wouldn't have to worry about that. But I, think I do always get it wrong. Down, I think it would be a wide shot, and it'll be a shot of the actual entrance because you see the flames. Yeah. So if I'm not mistaken, I could be wrong. It's been a while. Okay, let's talk about the next match on, on Survivor Series, which was really, really good. Great tag team match. Street Profits, New Day. I called the Street Profits needed the win. New Day's at a point in their careers right now that they could, they could afford to take L's. Oh, and, yeah. they put the street, and they put the Street Profits over. I, I love the chemistry between um, Montez Ford and uh, Kofi Kingston. Uh, even, I think at one point, um, Montez Ford hit a, a, a trouble in paradise on Kofi Kingston. I, I, thought, I thought this match was really, really good. What, what you thought of the match? Well, I mean, I think the Street Profits are really on their way to being, you know, they're already top teams. Right. But uh, I think there's almost, almost like a passing of the torch. In a way, yeah. that's the way I, I felt. Like, uh, like yeah, the new days. Like you said, they're in they're in the path where a loss would not hurt them. I think they're there now to really put over the young talent and put over good teams, like uh, like the Street Profits. So I think I think it was it was a re- it was a feel good match. I think. Yeah, I agree. For me. It I, was a it was a feel good match. It's funny about the Street Profits because I remember seeing these guys over here in the city in New York at Evolve. They said they used to perform in Queens. It was only a couple hundred people. And for whatever reason, not that I didn't think they were talented, but like, I was just, man, I'm not sold on them yet. I don't know what it is. I just wasn't sold on them yet. 
I wasn't even really necessarily sold on them on NXT yet. Maybe it was more of the whole fans being obnoxious and just maybe it was that, yeah, that yeah. part of the reason why I couldn't get into them. But we all know how, how much you love Full Sail. Oh, God. Full Sail <laughs> is so awful. <laughs> Fuck Full Sail. But then they got moved on to Raw and then it started getting into more of their shtick or whatever. And don't get me wrong. I've always been more of a Montez guy than Angelo Dawkins. Yeah, Angelo Dawkins, that dude, he's he could hold his own too. He's gotten in better shape. He could talk on the mic as well. They they got a really good shtick. I'm I'm really into the street profits, and you know, whenever they decide to split them up or whatever, hopefully not anytime soon. But Montez Ford is a star, man. He is a he's uh, yeah. a Shawn Michaels of the two, and that's no. I've been saying that. Right, I've been saying that since NXT. When I I was sold on Montez Ford, I wasn't sold on the Street Profits, and I, it was one of those teams where I was just looking at them like, man, I can't wait. I, I'm not always for splitting up tag teams, right. but that, that was one of the tag teams. Where I'm like, man, I can't wait till Montez Ford goes goes on a singles run. Right, right. But now yeah. Angelo Dawkins is kind of proving us that he belongs to. Oh no, no, no! The future is bright for both of them. I still want them to be a tag team, but like I said, the sky's the limit. The second Montez Ford becomes a single star. I don't really want to talk about this next match too much because it was pretty much a squash. Bobby Lashley ran through Sami Zayn. Um, but you know what? Sami Zayn did have an incredible match with Daniel Bryan. It was only nine minutes. It was only like a seven-minute, nine-minute match between Daniel Bryan on SmackDown. Um, they have great chemistry with each other. Obviously, it's Daniel Bryan and Sami Zayn. But, yeah, this the whole Bobby Lashley-Sami Zayn thing, it was just whatever. You know, it was just a squash. On paper, it was going to be a squash regardless. Yeah, I you know, <clears throat> Sami Zayn is just one of those guys that's uh, I think he's pissed somebody off in there, and then they know that he's a star. They know they can't completely bury him, but they're just that's as hard that's as high as he's gonna get. I you think. know, Sam, Sami Zayn's and one one of, Sami Zayn is one of these guys, especially like if you if you watch like his his Twitter game and stuff like that. It's like yeah, he's a heel, but a lot of things he says, it's like he's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, Exactly. It's one of those like uh you just you hate that he's right. Right. Right, right, right. Right. <laughs> the All right, let's hurts talk about the next guy. match. Uh this match was really good too. Sasha Banks versus Asuka. I enjoyed this match because it was just a back and forth match. And Sasha Banks, she didn't necessarily get an, a clean win on Asuka. It was like a quick pin, it was like a quick roll-up. It could have went either way. I think Asuka needed the win more, but I'm not mad that Sasha won. Uh, I think I, I'm going to have to respectfully disagree. I think Sasha needed this win more than, than Asuka. Okay. I think okay. To, to because she's been on such a roll and she's been so hot. Like she went from Sasha Botch to now she's really Sasha Banks. The boss. I agree. She's been yeah. impeccable. She's been, and like, to basically put a kibosh on that by having Asuka beat her would kind mm -hmm. of like, I mean, it's not going to bury her. She's still a right. great performer, but I think she she needs to train to keep going. I could, I, I and could see that point. I, was, I have a question for you, too. Talk no, no, go ahead. Go ahead. No, what, no the, the question was. Go ahead. <laughs> go no, ahead, my bad. Uh, <laughs> what do you think credits to her success? It, would it be the fact that Charlotte has kind of gone away for a little bit, that the Ronda Rouseys have gone away, and she's really had the opportunity to 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 get that TV time and shine, and they put her, or is it the booking with Bailey? What is it? I I think that play plays a factor. The the fact that 
Charlotte's not around. Maybe not even necessarily Charlotte, but like the whole Ronda Rousey, the 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 the, the spotlight isn't on Ronda Rousey. I think that plays a part in the sense like it probably helps Sasha Banks' confidence, right? But also, I think Sasha Banks is just putting that work in in the ring, maybe yeah. training, you know, twenty four seven, maybe putting in that work in because. I was one of Sasha Banks' biggest critics. Not in NXT, but the second she got moved on to, to Raw and SmackDown, I feel like her whole run was unsuccessful and in many ways a botch. She yeah. wasn't that great in the ring, you know, the second she got moved to Raw and SmackDown. Not saying her NXT run. I'm not saying that. Her Raw and SmackDown run was pretty eh. And then she took that break, maybe... Um, after WrestleMania, what was that? WrestleMania 35, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, WrestleMania 35. They lost the tag title. Bailey and Sasha lost the tag titles to, to the Iconics. She took that break. Um, whether the reports are true or not, where she threw a temper tantrum, we, we don't know if that's true or not. But she took a break. Maybe during that time of her absence, uh, she grew up a little bit, started putting that working in the ring. And ever since she yeah. came back and got into that feud with Becky, she's been incredible. And I've been one of her biggest credits because I wasn't going to make excuses for the girl. If I didn't like right. something, you know, I don't care for Sasha Banks. I don't care who it is. If I don't like something that I'm watching, I'm going to call it out. She used to botch a lot in the ring. She just was like, eh, in the ring. She wasn't good. She wasn't the Sasha Banks I remember seeing in NXT. She was just not good. And then she came back and she came back with a purpose. Her confidence, maybe she grew up. I, I don't know what it was, what it was but She's been hitting nonstop home runs since her return. I don't know if it's the blue hair because <laughs> I don't know what it is. She even she looks amazing. Like everything about right. her is just top notch. Zone. She can't do any wrong. It's like, uh, yeah, I was going to say this is the blue hair. But yeah, it just seems that uh, she needed that break and she needed to, I don't know, find herself again or find her passion again because she was mm -hmm. not the Sasha of NXT when she came when she came to the main roster right until now right so i'm really happy for her and uh again to this match i think uh i'm glad that sasha banks got the win all right let's talk about another match that that kind of was a shit show uh the women's uh survivor series match team raw nia jack shana basil lana lacey evans Payne royce versus team smackdown bianca bella ruby riot Liv morgan bailey natalia so going into this match i'm like listen they got to give this win to smackdown they have to they have to. right. They this would have been the perfect match to put Bianca Belair on a platform to continue going with this momentum, right? Now, granted, she did make it to the final one, two, three. You know, with, with uh, I think it was her, Nia Jackson, and Lana that never got in yeah. the ring. No, she did get it. <laughs> she did get in the ring in the beginning, but then um, you know, Nia Jackson, Shayna Baszler were bullying her, but Lana was the sole survivor and. I don't know. I don't know if Vince's eyes, this is the payoff. Because, you know, it's like, yeah, yeah she's a sole survivor. You know, she doesn't get put through tables anymore. Uh, I, I just think you could have made Bianca Belair in this one. You really could have. And you decided not to. Fast forward to SmackDown. It looks like we're getting this Bianca Belair uh, Bailey storyline, which I'm very intrigued about. Um, especially with, you know, some of the work Bailey has done throughout the year. And I do have one more. Uh, note about that that i find interesting but before that give me your thoughts on this match um it's you know it's one of those things where you have a lot of talent in the ring and you know 
the payoff could have gone to any of these other women. Bianca Belair, Belair you know, um, oh my God, why did I just, just forget her name? Uh, Nyla's partner. Uh, Shayna Baszler? Yeah, I completely blanked there for a second. Well, but yeah, listen, so the, many... way, the way she's being booked, I, I can see why you forgot her name. <laughs> Yo, it's like, man, you got so much talent in the ring, and the payoff of this match is going to be Lana. And I know we've been criticizing WWE that, you know, oh, they're, they're, you know, they want to get back at Miro through Lana and all this. So now WWE's like, hey, no, you know, this whole thing, all this torturing of Lana and putting her through the tables was to give her this moment to be the sole survivor of this Survivor Series match. Like, okay, great, but you've buried everybody else that could have been put over in this match. Oh, <laughs> it's just, it just, this is like one of the down parts of Survivor Series. This is pretty much what it was. It was one of the down parts of Survivor Series. And there's no disrespect to Lana or any of the women that were in this match, but you could have made, you didn't have to make Lana, right? There's other ways mm-hmm. of, I don't know, uh, there was other ways of making Lana in this, of her getting a revenge on Nia Jax. Like maybe, I don't know, Lana gets eliminated because of Nia Jax or something. And then somehow Lana helped Bianca Belair put Nia Jax through a table or something like that. You could have you could have done something like that where Lana would have caught her, you know, caught her receipt. And then you had Bianca Belair make, you know, getting made in this match. And, and that just didn't happen. But at the same time, Survivor Series is, is one of those. Well, last year was really good. And I'll say it, in previous years, there has been some type of uh, interest in there. This Survivor mm-hmm. Series was just poorly booked going into it. Like, nobody gave a shit. Their biggest no. sell point was the farewell of The Undertaker, which we still have to talk about. Yeah. But uh, one last thing that I wanted to get your opinion on. So we saw the teases of... Bailey, Bianca Belair, a potential feud going into there, which I think this is great for both women here. You know, Bailey's at a point after having an incredible run with the SmackDown Women's Championship where she could afford putting a talent like Belair over where Belair could continue going with momentum. But from a fan's point of view, why do I feel, and maybe I'm on an island on this, but why do I feel... Like, there's more interest on this Bailey-Bianca Belair potential feud than Sasha Banks and Carmella for the Women's Championship. Because you know that Bianca is the next star. You know that she's the next poster girl or poster woman for for the WWE for that women's division. I think everyone's anticipating that moment when she becomes the star. I think... I think they're grooming her to have a WrestleMania moment. I think the way it's looking, like she's starting a feud with Bailey now, who's basically kind of like the gatekeeper to the title. Right. We could potentially see Sasha hold it till uh, WrestleMania, and then we have Sasha versus Bianca Belair at WrestleMania. Listen, this is no disrespect to Carmella, because I like Carmella, all right? I'm not, (laughs) I think she's gorgeous. I think she's okay in the ring. I don't think she's horrible. But, I'm not really digging this whole gimmick change that she's doing. Um, I'm not really into it. And I don't know, man. I'm not. Hey, maybe next week they'll they'll change my mind. But I'm not really digging this whole Sasha uh, Carmella storyline. Like, I would have rather preferred Sasha getting into a feud with, like, Natalia or something. Because you know that's going to be a good match regardless. Yeah. Uh, Natalia is another one that's just kind of. I feel for her. You know, like. 
that's another one. It's like, man, she's so good. She's been so good, so consistent for so many years. And right. just WWE wants to give her that treatment where it's like, this is as this is as high as you're gonna go, lady. <laughs> I don't, I don't, <laughs> you know, <laughs> dude. Like, I almost wish that because I don't want to send everybody to AEW because that's not the thing. But I keep imagining how well Natalia would do at Impact. You know, with the kind of talent that they have over there, I almost wish that. New Japan would have some sort of G1 or a New Japan Cup for women because mm-hmm. Natalia would do awesome over there in Japan against some of the the, the women from um, New Japan's women's promotion. Right. And right. yeah, so I, you know, I don't want to see Natalia end her career in the mediocre way that it's going in WWE. Yeah. So that's side know, rant, side rant. I'm sorry, everybody. <laughs> no, but you know what? You look at a talent like Natty, right? She's been... I think she's been with WWE for over 10 years, if I'm not mistaken. And she's only had two title runs. And yeah. one of them was a Divas Championship, which was us. <laughs> she's been the one to make stars. She's yeah. she's the one that makes stars. She made Charlotte. And they brought Natalia to NXT just to have a match with Charlotte to put her over. Right. And then right. she does the same thing for her again. She gives her the favors again in, uh, I think it was Raw, when Charlotte came came back but she's she's just been putting everybody over uh-huh. you know and i think she deserves a lot more i agree i agree bro just my opinion. Uh, i agree let's talk about this main event before we talk about the undertaker bro i said it last week on the pod this match has wrestlemania ran all over it i thought this and even your dog agrees with me yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> bro, as soon as he hears roman reigns all the time doesn't doesn't fail <laughs> He starts barking. Like, I don't know. He wants to say that he's the big dog or what it is. <laughs> Listen, I thought this match was incredible. The only thing missing about this match was the fact that it needed a live audience. Bro, I thought this match was amazing. Um, I knew going into it, this match was going to be good, but I didn't think it was going to be this great because it's Survivor Series, right? You're like, oh, it's just champion versus yeah. champion, like whatever. Dude, these two are just next level right now. And I'm hoping, I'm praying to the wrestling gods that somehow we get this match again at WrestleMania because this is the match we need at WrestleMania, bro. I th- In front of fans. I thought this match was incredible, dude. I, I loved everything about it. I knew there was going to be a Fugazi finish or Roman going over. You had the J- uh, the interference with Jey Uso, which doesn't hurt any doesn't hurt Drew McIntyre at all. I'm, I'm telling you, dude, I am praying to the wrestling gods that we get this match at WrestleMania because this match was incredible, dude. So I'll I'll give my opinion on the match and then I'll ask you a question after that. Cool. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, like you said, I agree with everything you just said. Uh, I was even praying that that Drew would beat Randy just to get the title, just so we could have Drew and Roman Reigns because I knew that they would put on a hell of a match. Because mm-hmm. I wasn't too excited to see Randy versus Roman Reigns again, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and also, with as hot as Randy's being right now, and not saying that Drew's not hot, I think. The crowd would have turned even more on Roman. I know Roman's the heel, but still, they would have turned on him as far as this build that they have for Roman. And just from the outside, the real marks would be like, oh, yeah, I'm just tired of seeing Roman winning or whatever versus right. someone like Randy. But with Drew, they put on an awesome match, awesome performance. Roman's just right there with Sasha with the can't do any wrong right now. Can't yeah. do no wrong since he came back from his sabbatical. Came back, he's ripped as hell. He looks right. 
looked so cool because it bothered me always him having them freaking uh, bulletproof vests. It's like, bro, no one's gonna shoot at you. Everyone hates you, but don't your your life is not on the line. You don't have to wear that vest. Take you, it you, off, you're man. Not, you're not a fan of the SWAT vest, bro. <laughs> no, bro, I hated it. It's like once the shield is over, he he looks like that. He looked like that old guy that gets kicked out of the band but continues wearing all the band's gear. I mean, he <laughs> like, said he he kept the music, so. He kept the music. He kept the gear. It's like Dean Ambrose moved on. Seth Rollins moved on. They moved on to different gimmicks. You should do the same, bro. <laughs> this is what I will say. And just to slide in here before you continue with your point. I'm not one of those. I wasn't one of those people that hated him with the vest. I, 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 listen, I thought yeah. the vest was okay. It fit him. But he definitely looks more intimidating. He looks more of a superstar without the vest. I like the vest up until they put the logo on it. When the vest was just a plain vest that looked legit, like a legit, uh, uh, right. um, whatever you call it, a SWAT team vest, he looked like a badass. But then as soon as they, they commercialized it and put a logo on it and, you know, made him very Disney World, uh, like, oh, no, man. First they had, listen, first they had the, the double R that kind of looked like a weird Spider-Man logo, right? They had the double <laughs> R that looked like a Spider-Man logo. Then they moved on to, like, him doing like the Superman punch logo that they try to like it try it was like a it was like a Jordan logo of Jace, right? Oh my god. And Remember then and one after that they put an actual dog in there. It was an actual dog. Yeah. <laughs> it's terrible. That that logo that you're talking about, I I I laugh at it so much because you remember the brand and one? Yeah. It's in Walmart, dude. <laughs> That's what it reminds me of. It's like it looks like a Walmart brand of something. Like it was terrible. <laughs> But yeah, right now, man, he looks he looks great. They finally, I don't know if some writer got through to Vince or Vince himself. He has a buffer in his brain that takes him a while to realize that something that fans have been telling him for years is something right. he actually needs to do. But uh, yeah, right now, Roman's, Roman's, uh, Roman's the guy, man. And this match was great. And then my question for you is, I also agree that they should, this should be a rematch at WrestleMania. So I was going to ask you, how do you think they're going to make that happen? You think... Drew versus Randy at Royal Rumble, and he gives the title back to to Randy. He works out a deal to get back at SmackDown, or do they do something with the money in the bank? Like, does he challenge Miz or something? Well, I think the biggest key of this is that Drew has to drop the title eventually, right? So we got to figure out a way to dro- have him drop the title, whether that's him dropping the title to Randy, or maybe there's a Miz Cashin. I don't know. Um. Ideally, you would think that he would drop the title at the Rumble somehow, some way, you would think. And then he gets a spot at the Royal Rumble and wins it again. You know, that that would be one way of doing it. Or maybe somehow, I don't know, um, I, I, I don't know, maybe you can somehow continue telling this story between Roman and Drew to the point where they're throwing jabs at each other. And then I don't know they you know, they, cause they also do the elimination chamber, right? So, you know, they do an elimination chamber where someone has to challenge for the, the universal championship. And then maybe someone gets hurt and then Drew is a surprise um, person in the match. And that takes us to Drew and Roman. Um, I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind seeing Drew win the Royal Rumble again. I, I wouldn't what, mind. What's the next pay-per-view? What's the next the pay-per-view? Next, the next pay-per-view is TLC. And that's the one before Royal Rumble. After TLC, it'll be Royal Rumble? Yep. So you, do you think uh, Miz cashes in on Drew at TLC? 
moves into I mean, the Royal Rumble that, as champion. That is a possibility. I mean, and I'm Drew not, can win the Royal Rumble. I mean, I would like to see that. That's a possibility, but so this is one thing that I, I've been fucking talking my shit on this podcast for like I don't know how long already. Everybody's fantasizing the Rock to 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 be at at Mania. That's not gonna happen. Get this idea of Brock <laughs> and Roman happening at Mania. It's not happening in 2021, people. It's not. Yeah. We're not going to get a WrestleMania full capacity. And The Rock, the biggest star in the world, is not going to do WrestleMania with 30% capacity. It's not happening. So we got to get it's Roman to another feud for Mania. And why not Drew? Why not Drew? Now, you also have the rumors of Randy and Edge. I personally. Don't think that needs a title. You know, they, they can right. just have another match. They have great chemistry with each other. They don't need to have the title on that. But if, hey, Randy has a title, cool. But then you throw in the wild card and let's say Miz cashes in and he becomes champion. Who the hell do you put Miz with? Because, listen, as much as I love Miz, there's no way he's going to main event WrestleMania as being champion. There's no way it's happening. It's happened before. Uh, it's not going to happen now. That'd be crazy. That that would be crazy to think that uh, that the Miz would headline WrestleMania just like a culmination of his entire year. <laughs> it's like the year of twenty twenty. You know, the WrestleMania Miz is our champion, and he's well, main well, think about it. He didn't he he main evented WrestleMania in twenty eleven. So it's ten years later. Ten years later. And imagine if I know I agree with you. The Rock is not going to wrestle, but what if he makes an appearance? And it'll be so similar to the to 20, uh, 2011 where he defended right. against John Cena. The Rock was the what was he a special guest something? He was just the host. I think he was he was, the, he was a guest host, but he he was the guest host, but he was somehow involved. involved with the Miz and John Cena feud, and he got involved in the match. Yeah, so can you imagine they do the same thing now? Miz versus let's say Roman Reigns, and well, the Rock well, is well, a guest. Listen, dream. <laughs> Don't get the people excited when you say that, because now we're going to have to hear these marks fucking like, oh, my God, The Rock is going to show up at WrestleMania. According to. According to <laughs> Brad Shepard. Uh... Oh, God. All right. Yeah, I drew wrong. that. I drew that match. I did. I did. I did illustrate the Roman Reigns versus The Rock. Uh, but that's why I did it as a dream match, because I don't see this match happening anytime soon. Listen, it's not it's not happening next year. Get this idea out. And it makes no sense. And it makes no sense. What do what do you do? You bring the Brock over just to lose to Roman Reigns. You can't have Roman Reigns lose to the Rock, especially with the title on the line. No, no, no. And listen, whenever we get this match, the Rock is definitely putting Roman over. But it's not happening next year. It's not. No No way. No way. And you brought up a good point. Uh, your last couple of co- podcasts, you've mentioned it where it's like, uh, it's not just The Rock. You've got all these movie execs and these movie uh, companies that are not going to allow The Rock to come and put his body on the line at WrestleMania. Wrestling fans don't understand millions. that. Re- wrestling yeah, fans don't understand millions. that. Wrestling fans just have tunnel vision. It's like wrestling, wrestling, wrestling. I don't care about anything else that's happening in the world. I just care about wrestling. Yeah, sometimes we forget about how business works. They've got millions and Invested into the rock they had to make sure that he makes his next movie appearance like they're not gonna just let him do wrestlemania <sighs> well we'll see what happens hopefully I, i'm you know like i said like i'm stressing before i'm praying to the wrestling guys that we get drew and roman once again at wrestlemania that's what i want but we'll see what happens uh one last thing before we talk about undertaker 
So this week on SmackDown, Jay Uso fucking went nuts because Roman like chewed him out saying like, oh, uh, they're disrespecting the family. Nobody fears you. That's why you couldn't control your SmackDown team. So that fired up Jay Uso. He fucking beat the shit out of Otis with a chair, which I enjoyed 110%. He also beat the shit out of Daniel Bryan. So then we got this Kevin Owens and Jay Uso match, right? Pretty entertaining match. But then at the end of the match, Jay Uso attacks KO with a chair, but KO gets the better of him. He starts beating the shit out of Jay Uso and grabs fucking Roman Reigns' attention, saying, like, I'm not scared of you. And it looks like we're going to get this Roman-Kevin Owens match at TLC. Yeah. Um, how do you feel about it? I like it. I think this is the perfect opponent for Roman Reigns for now if we're going to potentially see Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns somewhere down the line. Um, I've been very opinionated about Kevin Owens booking in WWE. Mm -hmm. I feel like he's nowhere near he was when he was Universal Champion. He's not as hot. They have him plug and play in different matches. This guy's a star, man. Like, why... I'm just not a fan of the treatment that Kevin Owens is getting, but I do like the fact that he's going to get plugged in in this Roman Reigns uh, uh, match. Hopefully, hopefully. Yeah, but don't you feel it's just they're just going to feed Roman? Like right now, what it seems up until WrestleMania, I don't see Roman losing the title until WrestleMania. And maybe I don't he see might that even either, keep it but after. I, but if but if Kevin Owens has a competitive match with Roman Reigns, kind of like what Drew did with Roman Reigns, right? I think this could do something for KO. It will make us believe again in him because, unfortunately, now, before this whole potential Roman story that we might get, KO's just been like, eh, not saying he's bad. It's just like they haven't given us a reason to give a shit about KO, unfortunately. And that's not his fault. It's it's the the booking that he's been getting. Right. But what do we want from KO right now? Do we want another title run for KO? Is that that going to happen? K, K, Kevin Owens hasn't held the title since, I think, 2017, bro. 2017. Does it have to be? Yeah, but does it have to be the universal title? No, or, the WWE, I don't care. or can it be the I intercontinental? Care, I don't care if he goes to NXT and feuds with Finn Balor. I just want him. Look, it's fucking Leo. <laughs> <laughs> hey. <sighs> Leo, what happened, bro? Well, I woke up late, so everything had to be a little late. What's up, guys? First of all, how you guys doing? I've been listening to you guys. It's awesome. Uh, first okay. time caller, long time fan. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> no, so yeah, so you guys are on the air. We're good. We're working, right? All right. Well, What's Leo. Yes, I saw right. Tyson I, last I, I night. Said, I, I said this live on the air. Yeah. But I'm going to say it to you. I didn't fuck up. I need a favor from you, Leo. What? Since you, since you didn't show up and we had Vince and Brian be our engineers for the beginning, they completely botched the intro and they put the whole music. So yeah. now you have to edit our intro. Yeah. Even if it's like one of those intros where it's the music and then you hear the... The CM Punk. I got it. I got it. I got it. So so first of all, first of all, for me... Congratulations. You played yourself. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so what's up, oh, guys? Oh, oh, okay, before we, before we continue talking, uh, before we get into the Undertaker thing, I just want to get Leo's opinion real quick on, on the whole Titan Roy Jones stuff. It was good. Okay. It was enjoyable. It, it was something new. Um, you know, and it's funny because I was talking to my father-in-law because they came here to watch the the the, sh- the show. By the way, Nate Robinson, I think he's still sleeping. Um, but, <laughs> <laughs> dude, he knocked him the fuck out. Uh, but uh, um, it was entertaining. I think that's a step forward for what boxing has to do. I mean, I remember boxing. Back in my day, boxing was yeah. good. Um, 
they didn't evolve. Dude, dude, I heard it all night from my father yesterday watching yeah. the fight. Well, and, and it was it funny night. because like we're, we're kind of like the the middleman in this because like you know our parents, you know, they knew when boxing was good. They knew the whole Roy Jones Jr. when he was good. You know, you had the whole. And by the way, you guys sucked. By the way, you two, you guys can't work at this. <laughs> I'm saying they're right over there. But uh, you know, when our parents were watching, you know, it was Camacho and it was Chavez and it was all these guys. You know what I mean? And now boxing is a shell, a shell of itself. But what I was explaining to them was, and it has to do with wrestling, they forgot how to sell a match. Who is the number one selling yeah. guy for boxing? Like the guy that could sell a show for you, Muhammad Ali. What did Muhammad Ali do? He knew how to sell a match. Why? Because he was selling like if it was wrestling. The guy was a wrestling fan. The next guy, Mayweather. He's a wrestling fan. The next guy, McGregor. You know what I mean? These are guys that know how to sell in their sport. Why? Because they sell it like wrestling. And I think boxing has moved away from that. And by the way, the worst thing that could have happened was that draw. You should have had one of them win. Like, this is not a participation trophy. Like, no, that's what it was. That's exactly what it was. That's it was what it felt like. That's what it felt like, man. <laughs> Go ahead, Mark. There, there was no, listen, there was no way that was a draw. Tyson no. looked great. He wasn't even gassed. Roy Jones looked like he just ran a marathon. <laughs> but but again, you have to see who, and we bring it back to wrestling, right? You can have The Undertaker and Shawn Michaels have a match right now. They're not going to go 40 minutes. They're right. not going to go 45. You're right. going to get a couple of, you're going to get the greatest hits. You know what I mean? You're going to get Fat Elvis. That's what you're going to get. You're going to get them up there. They're going to get up, do a couple of songs, and sit back down again. That's what you're going to get in these types of matches. Were they enjoyable? Yeah. I sat down for the two difference. and a half, three hours. Go ahead, Drink. The difference between Tyson and Roy Jones was that Tyson still seemed to be able to hit those greatest hits. He did the bobbing yeah. and weaving. He got he hit the body. He got some of those hooks in. Roy Jones tried to <laughs> dance but, around. I mean, and, but, and, but who's in front of around, you? He couldn't you do know, it. Roy Jones was dancing a little bit too much. Yeah. That I was I'm tell, I was for sure. I'm like, yo, Tyson's going to knock this dude out because he, he was getting spaghetti legs, bro. Well, that was the thing. Like, who's in front of you? You know what I mean? Okay, Roy Jones could have probably done that to us. You know what I mean? Like show oh, off of a course. little bit. Yeah. But it's Tyson though, bro. L- a little bit too much running and pow, you're knocked out. You know? But also Jones's style. His style yeah. is meant for a young man's body. Of course, of course. But again, I like the for boxing in the sense that they need to evolve. If you actually want to contend against and we have to say the truth, boxing, MMA, wrestling, they're all in the same uh demographic. You know, uh-huh. if you want, if you don't want boxing to be the, the third or the fourth at some people's eyes, as far as a sport that people enjoy, you have to evolve. You know, maybe the older people didn't enjoy, you know, the little rapping here and there or, or the YouTuber against the basketball player. Well, but you know what? But, that brought but Leo, eyes. Go, but Leo, going to your point, right? My dad, because I watched the whole fight with my yeah. father and my father was telling me how. And listen, my dad doesn't listen to rap, right? But yeah. he said that just watching these performances in between the fights got him hyped to watch the next fight. Yeah. So but, that's going back to your point of the evolution yeah. of how this uh, combat sports needs to go. Of course. They need to, they need to evolve. At, 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 when you break it down, right, any of these things that we watch, that we enjoy, that we consume, that we generate, right, oh, it, it's a circus act. That's all right. it is. Yeah. Like, and if you say anything, I know oh, it's a corporate or superstars. No, bullshit. It, at the end of the day, in the basis of everything, it's a circus thing coming to town. You know what uh-huh. I mean? Instead of animals, you got, you know, 300-pound guys with muscles. That's all you have. Yeah. 
But now, and again, the way what I was hearing with the whole rapping, ¿Y quiénes son estos negros? That's all I heard. Um, so, <laughs> no, but, but, but it's funny because I was explaining to, to them yesterday when we were watching this, you know, 90% of the time when we're on the air doing any type of soccer-related stuff, I feel like I have to explain to people what soccer is, right? Because right. not everybody's up uh, on the same beat. Now, what does this do? Like this whole spectacle that you had yesterday. Hey, it, I'm talking about indie shows, not WWE, because they're going to probably do some, some corny shit. But hey, if you're putting on an indie show, get a, get a guy that, that, you know, that's able to sing, that has a hit song. Put him as part of your show. Yeah, have him be that, that, that warm-up act for your final act. Don't just put women out there, you know what I mean, like the, the bathroom break that they usually do at WWE, you know? Again, it's evolving. That's what you need. So so back to the whole performances thing. Dale. My, and I forgot to mention this to you. My dad's two favorite performances of the night was Wiz Khalifa and Snoop mm-hmm. Dogg because he was telling me how, like, man, just watching these two makes me want to smoke an L. But overall, I, um, I was telling Dream, mm-hmm. I think it was worth the 50 bucks because I was entertained the four hours. Yeah. Very entertained. Yeah. But but that's that's at the end of the day what we want. I think our number one I- issue with the WWE is like, dude, okay, fine. I'm paying $10 a month. You know, fine. Uh, you know, I'm tuning into this shit. I'm, I'm investing my time. Entertain me. You know? Give me something yeah. for me to enjoy. Give me something. And, and again, we bitch and moan. Why? Because we know what they can entertain us with. You know what I mean? I was watching the other day uh, how The Rock used to sell the stunners. Like, we didn't even sure. know we enjoyed that back in the day. But now that we come back and we look at it, that same pop, like, we were looking at Stone Cold. Now, go ahead and look at, 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 at what's his name, at, uh, at The Rock. What up, boo? Happy birthday. Closing them off. No? Yeah? Okay. Fine. Yeah. Two seconds. You're... you're- your wife hates you, Leo. Yes, she does. She rolled her eyes. She's walking away. <laughs> Love you. All right. It's perfect because I got her. I got her gifts over oh, here, oh, and I got to wrap so, it. Go ahead. So we're talking about <laughs> veterans. We're talking about legends. Let's move on to another legend. Let's talk about the farewell of the Undertaker. Oh, man, listen. I don't think they should have done this. I think they should have waited. Um. And just the way they did it just felt kind of odd, especially having all the legends come out. You had Kane and Gimmick. Then they showed this promo package, and then nobody's around anymore except Vince McMahon. It's like, so you had all these legends come out that took like 15 minutes altogether. Yeah. And For Dream, what? I'm going to get to you because you pointed out something about during the entrances, right? Yeah. So you had all these entrances just to come out, and then Vince appears magically in the middle of the ring and nobody's there anymore. And then Taker comes out and it's just, listen, I get that they wanted to do something nice for Taker. And I feel like they could have still done that, but I don't think the whole final farewell thing they should have done. You needed fans for that. Um, Dream, do you want to talk about what you mentioned to me? I don't know how this blew past me, but Dream hit me up and was like, and this is how I got him on the show, right? Dream Uh goes like, listen, uh, Dream goes like, Yo, can you do me a favor for the next episode? Sure. And I'm thinking, when he tells me that, I'm thinking he's going to bury me. I think I was like, can you stop talking? I thought that's what Dream was going to hit me with, right? That's what I thought. No, I thought I was like, damn. Well, you know, I, I take Dream's opinion, you know. Of course. To a higher power because it's Dream. That's our boy, right? 
So Thanks. he goes like, I want you to give so-and-so a congratulations. And I'm like, uh, who? Ooh. And he tells me Corey Graves. And I'm like, okay, why? What did he do? So he sends me a clip and go ahead, Dream. What happens in the clip? So, uh, yeah, might as well get it out of the way now so we can give Taker a proper, like, farewell of our own, I guess. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, freaking all the legends are coming out, and out comes Kevin Nash. And, you know, with every legend that comes out, they mention something that about that legend that related to Taker. So uh, Michael Cole goes, oh, Kevin Nash. Kevin Nash and Taker had a great match at WrestleMania 12, and immediately, like, Michael Cole hadn't even finished his sentence. Corey Graves is already. It wasn't WrestleMania 12. It was WrestleMania 11 or 13, but for sure it wasn't 12. <laughs> First of all, if you're going to correct somebody, have an actual answer. <laughs> it's okay to be wrong. But to say, no, you're wrong. It was either this one or that one. No, tell me which one it was. <laughs> it's, it's, the usual, so then, it's the usual. I know you're wrong. But I'm still not right, but you're still wrong. <laughs> it's like, and also he skipped, like, he's like, it's either 11 or 13, <laughs> but it's not 12. For sure, it's not 12. Then a couple minutes later, fast forward a couple minutes later, Corey Gage just gets on the mic while Ric Flair's taking his time to get into the ring. He goes, uh, yeah, before the internet eviscerates uh, me, I just want to say that you were right. It was WrestleMania 12. <laughs> and Michael Cole just caps it off with, finally. <laughs> I think I think Michael Cole did say something about like, oh, there's Google or something. Like he said something like that. He threw the yeah, Google yeah. line at Corey. Yeah, when Corey was like, no, you're wrong. It's WrestleMania 11 or, or 13. It wasn't 12. And then Cole's like, Cole, with all the professionalism in the world, didn't argue, didn't say anything. Kind of like when, when your parent treats you as a child, when you, you know, you're nagging and your parents calm, cool, and collective just says, okay, well, thank you. We can Google it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Especially, na especially nowadays. And, and again, going back to the whole boxing thing, because I just got here. Uh, you know, yesterday they, they were going, okay, well, how, how old is Tyson? Or, or I think he's this. I'm like, dude, everybody has a phone. Just... Hey Siri, how old is Mike Tyson? Watch, look. Fifty-four years old. So there you go. Uh, that's what Google's for, there, Corey. No, but but you're right. And and I think with this day and age, everybody's always thinking about the comeback and about making people look wrong. Like, dude, first of all, it wasn't your moment. You're trying to put these guys over, and right. and, and and you know, good catch on that. I, I didn't catch that, and I don't have I to go back just to get mad. And I'm trying to think why I didn't catch it. You know why I didn't catch it? I'm going to tell you exactly why I didn't catch it. Because when I was watching it, I'm like, man, Kevin Kevin Nash looks old as dirt. Like I was like, man, he looks old. Like This is the first time I've actually watched Kevin Nash in a while. And I'm like, man, he looks old. Like This time he really looks old. Like Normally, he's one of these old dudes that still looks great or whatever. I'm not saying that he's not in great shape. That's not what I'm saying. But he actually looked old. A couple of things that I did notice when all the legends came out was – um. Some of the interactions, like for whatever reason, I don't know why. If there's heat there, I'm not really sure. I don't remember them being having heat with each other, but like every time a legend came out, there was like clapping or whatever, and like you know, mm -hmm. like they would like hype each other up or like have like some type of interactions in the ring. And for whatever reason, when Kevin Nash was coming out, yo, Big Show did not look happy whatsoever. So I don't know if there was like heat there or something, but. Like, he was just like, whatever. Like, for everyone, he was just, like, laughing and, like, clapping and shit like that. For him, he was just like, for Kevin Nash, he just had, like, a stiff face. It was just like, 
I'm like, damn, is there heat there? <laughs> Another thing I noticed was when Kane came out, everybody in the fucking ring was laughing. <laughs> it's like you, I think it was a rib. <laughs> you, you guys ever watch The Office? Um, yes. th- there's an episode where Pam goes to work for corporate, and then for Halloween, you know, oh, she yeah. shows up dressed up as uh, Charlie Chaplin, and then takes the hat off. She's like, I can't even take my hat off because then she looks like Hitler. That's kind of like what 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 Kane looked like. Like everybody was like, "Yeah, you know, we're gonna go to the ring," and Kane's like, "Yeah, I want to wear my gear." And then he gets out there, and nobody has their gear on. That's what it felt like. They, they definitely I thought we were having a match. Yeah, <laughs> they got a mayor to get in gimmick only for them to vanish before Taker even comes out. I, I think personally. He did the whole thing with the mask because he's the mayor. You know what I mean? You don't want to cross the two. You don't want, you know, coming down, you know, next term or whatever when he has to go up for mayor again. And for the guy that goes against him to say, well, when Knoxville, when you needed some help with COVID, our mayor was on national TV. You know what I mean? Showing up or whatever. Like, I think that's why he came out in character. Because I don't know if you guys have noticed, ever since he did become mayor, the only time he's come out out of character was with the whole twenty four seven thing when he was showing Knoxville around. They did a they did also a special on the network where it's like a sit down type yeah. thing. Between well, well a sit down is oh, more yeah. like like a like a conversation. You know what I mean? That that's oh, fine. Right, but right. I'm saying like, hey, when we needed the mayor on a Sunday night, he's out here playing wrestling. You know. Well, like, I think I think the reason why he was in gimmick was because Kane is Taker's brother, not Glenn Jacobs. So mm-hmm. that, that's the way I saw it. Okay. I, I, I thought. You know, you're not going to put Kane with a mask and the wig with a suit. <laughs> but uh, that's the reason why I thought he was, all, you know, in gimmick was because it's the brother saying right. farewell to, to, to Kane. So we get a, a choked up Vince McMahon saying, you know, that he's finally saying goodbye to The Undertaker. You could tell Vince was very emotional. You can also tell Vince got a lot of work done in the last couple of weeks. <laughs> I thought he was going to get the uh, Giuliani drip down the side of his head. <laughs> <laughs> he did not look like he just got a dye job. Yeah, yeah, he did, he did, he did. Am I being a so, jerk here? <laughs> so out comes Undertaker. Um, you know, great, great entrance. They have him on this platform-type gimmick. Um, you know, he cuts uh, in gimmick. He doesn't cut like an American Badass-type promo. It's just in gimmick. And he says that, you know, he's finally saying Undertaker, you know, rest in peace to the Undertaker, blah, blah, blah. And he does the, you know, the knee. And then you see like, a, what was it, a, a hologram version of Paul Bear, which I thought that was really dope. But I don't know, man. It just felt weird. I'm not going to say that the farewell was horrible. It just kind of felt weird. And then after Survivor Series, I got to watch um, the Broken Skull sessions between Taker and Austin, which is part two. And then even listening to that, Taker said he's retired, he's done, like he's he's finally like in agreement with himself that he's finally done, that he can't do it anymore. But he still threw that butt saying that never say never. So I would not be shocked that we see Taker again. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> hey, that Saudi money looks good every year. <laughs> well, there ain't no Saudi money right now, bro, with COVID. Well. Yeah, but they don't care. There's always WrestleMania. <laughs> what, what, Dream? What do you think about this whole Taker thing? Uh, not to be, not to take Sam's gimmick about cleaning it up, but uh, I think 
we you know we can we can sit here and say like oh it shouldn't have been now it should it should have been with a crowd and as much as i agree from that point of view uh i think it's up to taker to decide whether was it good enough for him or not was right it this was it you know, as long as he can walk away and be happy and no longer mm-hmm. have the itch and just right live on with his life i think I think we we don't have a really a real say into oh his farewell should have been done this way, mm-hmm. uh, but with that being said, yeah, I wish it would have been with a crowd. Uh, I, I I think you could have done a, a Taker farewell tour like we did with a uh, Yushin Thunder Liger. Yeah, you know, yeah. I don't think he just deserves one one show. I think he's putting so much work that you could do Survivor Series farewell all, farewell all the way through WrestleMania. For Taker, I think he deserves that, and I, hopefully with the crowd, and you know everyone can mark out, <laughs> uh, you know wherever live live event, but it should have been with a crowd, I think. Hey, you got any thoughts on the whole Taker thing? It felt forced at times, and I think it's a, more of a personal thing for me, like the whole thank you Taker thing. Like you, oh, you yeah. guys are right. Like it would have been more heartfelt. If an actual crowd was doing it, not a guy going, thank you, Taker, and then taking it off. You know what I mean? Thank you, Taker has become, like, such a very, like, this is awesome type chant. Because <laughs> we've heard it yeah, so, many, so but, much but, now. But it, it's a difference when it's organic. And then, right. uh, mm-hmm. and, and this is the way, like, it works in my, in, my, in my mind, right? Like, you hear the one guy in the corner go, thank you, Taker, thank you. And then you kind of feel the crowd coming together. And then it yeah. gets to one point where the performer themselves has to stop because the crowd is so hot, like thanking him, you know what I mean? That that shows you the respect. Now, some guy just playing right. thank you taker on, on a on a keyboard is not gonna have that same effect. Again, for me personally, but I'm crazy. But what I'm saying is it felt forced because I mean the the whole thing produced and I think I read that that McMahon was the one that produced the whole thing. Um, and then at the end, I actually found out why they had they had those Tesla cur- uh, Tesla coils uh, mm-hmm. coming down to the ring. That was basically for the whole lightning rod thing, which was awesome, mm-hmm. yeah, by yeah. the way. Um, which it does play that music if you play it the right way. Just saying, I found that in the movie one day. Uh, but what I'm saying is this, um, like, and and I think I texted you because you were watching it like two minutes ahead of us, right? So and I was like, where the hell's Taker? Like they faded to black, and like where the hell's Taker? They haven't talked about him throughout the whole show. I think Michael Cole brought it up like 45 minutes before the show was over. Like I'm sitting there from the beginning and nobody's even acknowledging, let's say, The Undertaker. Like if you're really going to do a farewell thing, like have everybody come out to something that, you know, thanks Taker for it. A cross on their on their pants, you know, a, a different way that they wear their, their you know, their, their whatever, their, their clothing. But again, the whole show itself was completely separate from the whole Taker thing. Like, you could have just done a network show, put both of uh, the Stone Cold sessions, and then the end part. And that would have been better than what they put together at Survivor Series. Because, again, Survivor Series, the show, and Taker's Farewell were two totally different things. Just saying. You know, I forgot about the fake uh, Thank You Taker chance, but, yeah, you're right, man. That He didn't deserve a uh, manufactured audio no. to play at, you know, on cue. It's a, it should have been an organic thank you uh, appreciation from real live people. Yeah, mm-hmm. because you show emotion. Mm-hmm. You, or keep you, it silent. Exactly. You know? Just li- let, let your emotions get to you. Let your, you know, 
Though, again, it's like the, the laugh track that they put on, you know, on the older uh, sitcoms. Like, if you listen to it now, that shit looks fake. Like, do I really yeah. need to tell, somebody needs to tell me when I need to laugh? You know? This is kind of like the same thing. Do I really need to say, okay, thank you, Taker? And I'm pretty sure there was some dumb people like, oh, thank you, Taker. Like, nobody's listening to you, bro. Nobody's listening to you. <laughs> are we going to talk about <laughs> Are we gonna talk about Thunderdome too? Because there was some sketchy people out there. There was some sexy girl in the corner that I kept seeing every time they panned to the side. You, you do you do realize today's your wife's birthday. Yeah, I know. I'm putting her gift together. Go ahead. This fucking guy. She's, okay, you, but check this out. You know what? I, w- I will say this about the whole um, Taker segment. This would have been the perfect time. Obviously, there's no fans there, but this would have been the perfect opportunity to actually have the Thunderdome fans in the background, at least. So they're watching him. At least there's something visually it look better than just having the whole fucking uh, dome in black. Because then you probably would have saw some emotions of the actual fans watching this Taker Farewell, and you'd even have that. The other day they were showing, and again, uh, I was at WrestleMania 30, by the way. Yeah, woo. Um, but <laughs> when they were showing the, the whole cutscenes of him walking into, uh, what did Hogan call it? The Silver Dome? Um, of the whole thing walking in, right? Like, I know I stand out because I was the only one with, like, a pink shirt. Like, everybody wanted to wear a black shirt. I had a Macho Man pink shirt on. So if you guys ever go watch it, I'm right by the stage. Anyway, but what I'm saying is this. If anybody can get a... A, a visual. Now we have the visual of of the the guy with the glasses that's like you know with his eyes wide open. Right. Okay. If somebody can actually get the visual of me when that happened, right? When the whole streak ended, right? And this is what I mean, like the whole generic thing and how it feels and how it takes over a show, and it shows you that the fans still control the show, not just the guy with a keyboard. When I mean dead silent you can hear the guy sneakers in the camera as he was walking with Brock Lesnar up the ramp okay like that's how silent a whole place was and from the second that the bell rang I put my hands on my head like this and I didn't move for like six minutes after they did the entrances for the women and the whole filler match that they had which was basically a snooze fest because nobody even wanted to talk because everybody was in shock right Again, but what do I mean by that? It showed you the weight of that particular thing that they were trying to prove at that moment. Not manufacturing it because, hey, Vince's mind, oh, yeah, take the streak and it's over. Well, you know, move on. But that moment took over the next, the next spot. And it took over the one after. And not only, even when it got to the Daniel Bryan thing, that's why the whole Daniel Bryan winning at the end of that WrestleMania had so much effect because people were already shocked with the Undertaker thing. Right. You know what I mean? Again, and that's why you have the fans that play a big role into this. That's why I told you from day one, the whole Thunderdome thing, to me, you have to evolve, right? But don't lie to me. Like, I don't need to be told when I have to say thank you, Taker. You right. know what I mean? Right. Yeah, yeah, like, uh, uh, so, soy viejo, like, I know, I know. <laughs> no soy un niño. Yeah, I know. don't play with my emotions, I know the ticket you know, didn't die. Go ahead. You mentioned, you mentioned the, 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 the black dude with the glasses, yeah. the, you know, the, the shock streak ending. You know what's another funny, about the streak ending, what's another funny fan that, that makes me laugh yeah. every time I go back and see the clips? You remember the fan that fucking goes like this, like, after, like, you know, Taker loses, so you have the black guy with the with the with the yeah. mouth drop. There's just one fan that goes like this. He goes like, mm-hmm. with his hands. Oh, yeah. 
<laughs> he looks like he's about to lose his mouth. But uh, so let's take a step back, right? In the ever since that has happened, right? Has anything else in wrestling shocked you as much as that? I have one Not in WWE. mind. I have one in mind. Okay, so which one's yours, the uh, dream? No, oh, you know. Now you're going to make me think. Okay, so Mario, which one's yours? Uh, no, but the, for me, it would probably be, after that, would probably have been uh, something in New Japan, like... Uh, like, like Jericho? See... Moxley? Yeah, like, like like seeing Jericho in New Japan. Okay. That was a shocking moment to me. Well, I, I was just going to stick to WWE, but that's yeah. a great one. The whole Jericho Omega thing was... That, that was one of the ma main reasons why I even went to Japan. Mm -hmm. Like, the second that was announced, I was like, I feel like I need to see this yeah. live. But, um, so WWE for you, Mario? WWE thinking right off the box. Yeah. The, the last time I saw a reaction where people were losing their fucking minds, like it was something that it was right in front of our faces, but people kind of forgot about it, was the following WrestleMania in the main event between Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar when Seth Rollins came in to cash in. Okay, okay. If you but go back and watch that, we knew Seth Rollins was Mr. Money in the Bank, but he previously lost to Randy Orton earlier that night. So it was kind of not even fresh in our minds. So everybody, nobody wanted to see Brock and Roman. Nobody wanted to see that match, all right? Yeah. Everybody was booing it. They were just like, ah, whatever, cheering for Brock. Towards the tail end of that match, when you hear Seth Rollins' music, oh, yeah. that pop. fucking stadium mm -hmm. lost their fucking mind. Yeah. And I even at home, I was losing my mind too. And and you know what? And, and that's why I bring it up, right? Because at its core... That's what you want from a show. When a, when a booker's putting together a show, and, and again, maybe next year we'll put on together a show. I don't give a fuck. Uh, next year we're trying whatever the hell we want. But I'm saying when a booker's putting on a show, right, it's not only putting names up there and putting your top guy up to finish the show. The way you look at it, you have to tell a story, even with an independent show. You know what I mean? Because if you can get somebody emotionally invested in, your th in whatever you're doing, they're going to come back. They're going to come back and they're going to keep watching your stuff. And, and again, that's why with the whole, you know, uh, Thunderdome thing, that's why it bothered me so much. Because even just the WWE itself, what they're doing, they're not actually, like, putting on the show. They're just putting names up there. Right. You know what I mean? So, again, with, with everything that's going on, like, I know that, that we're all dealing with COVID and we all have to, you know, work on the product and this and that. But I think a lot of times they're phoning it in, and that's why where you get the disconnect. And it's going to get to a point with the WWE, and, and again, I'll bring it back to boxing, where it's not that boxing is losing um, viewership to MMA or WWE. is that boxing is not gaining new audiences, but the audience that they have is dying. Right. And that's yeah. what's going to happen with WWE. Hey, people that grew up with the Attitude Era, Dude, that's 22 years ago. Mm -hmm. So if you were 16, math, you're 38. Hello, Leo. You know what I mean? Now, right. imagine people that are older than I was at that time or people that, that you know, hey, I used to watch Hulk Hogan. Well, now watch. Again, these people are just, they're going to start dying. So, mm -hmm. and, and I don't want to bring you say, Leo, that uh, the, the current one. status of boxing is similar to the current status of WWE? Well, yeah, and, and, it's, mo and it's moving that way. Why? But, but just the WWE, it's because they're not evolving. You know what I mean? Like, and 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 I right. put and I put it to to this. You guys, uh, is it Andrew Salazar, the guy that was on um on Scarface, the thigh check thigh. the check it out guy, check it out. 
Like, hey, Tony, get the yayo. Anyway, people will get will remember that. Anyway, so this guy has been doing the same skit in the comedy world. And Louie talked about it uh, about a year ago. This guy's been doing the same comedy skit or comedy play, right, for the past 25 years. And that's fine because you're making money. But what happens when your core audiences that like you, that follow you, that they start dying? You don't have a turnover. You need to have that turnover. The people that lived in the in the golden era wrestling with Hogan and, and Steamboat and Macho Man, they were able to get new people with the Attitude Era. But you still had those core fans. But what happened after the Attitude Era? Did you get new people with the ruthless aggression? You think you're getting new people with the shit that they're putting on now? We don't want to watch it. Imagine new people that are not emotionally invested. Imagine a kid that you go, hey, let me paint your face like the ultimate warrior. And they're like, who's the ultimate warrior? And you want to kick him in the face. But at the end of the day, you're not getting new fans. And that's, what, that's what's happening in boxing. Boxing <clears throat> is just like 10 years before. So we still got at least 10 more years more than boxing. So we're good. <laughs> not in my lifetime. <laughs> so, but hey. The whole Undertaker thing was awesome. It was good. It, it hit me right here. The whole pull bearer coming out. The CGI department could have done a lot better. Come on, McMahon. You got a lot of money. Um, but I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I actually put a hologram there. I mean, it wouldn't cost you that much, bro. You're a fucking millionaire. Anyway, uh, what are we talking about again? <laughs> Let, all right. Let's, let's, let's move on to some AEW stuff. Um, yeah. Probably the biggest pop that I had throughout the night was uh, – this Cody and Taz segment. So before the Cody and Taz segment, we had uh, Will Hobbs, now known as Powerhouse Hobbs. He came out with like a, a tribute to Taz with like some mm-hmm. uh, an orange singlet. And uh, he kind of went through, uh, what's his name? Lee Johnson. Lee Johnson is this young cat. He's part of the uh, Nightmare family. And then uh, Taz was on commentary throughout the time. And he was carrying the FTW World Championship. So when I see this, I'm like, yo, is this guy going to like say that Will Hobbs is the new badass of AEW and just completely strip Brian Cage from the title and give it to Will Hobbs. That's what I was thinking. So uh, Will Hobbs beats Lee Johnson. Taz gets into the ring. He tells commentary, he's like, I got to go handle some business. He gets into the ring, and he uh, congratulates uh, Will Hobbs, tells him, like, you know, go enjoy the, the you know, go celebrate with Ricky Starks and Brian Cage. I got to take care of some bill, uh, business big dog or whatever he says to him. And then um, Will Hobbs goes backstage and then Taz gets on the mic. Taz starts saying that uh, FTW Team Taz is not getting the respect that they deserve. He's tired of waiting. He's tired of trying to talk to uh, the VPs or the president the right way or whatever. He's calling somebody out. He said, how come my championship, uh, the FTW World Championship, is not uh, being acknowledged and not being respected by AEW? He goes on this rant or whatever, cuts a mean promo whatever. They cut his mic off. Taz gets hot. He starts talking shit to Justin Roberts. (laughs) Justin Roberts gives him the microphone. They cut that microphone off. So then he goes like, all right, you want to do that? He's like, I'm going to go to the broadcast table and say what I got to say. Out comes Cody Rhodes with a headset, right? Cody gets in the ring, and they were like, "All right, Taz, we don't need to do this now. Whatever, Taz ain't hearing it." They start having this. Con- they start going at it. Taz tells Cody, "Like, how come uh, the company's not respecting uh, Team Taz? They're not respecting the FTW Championship. 
Cody gives him like this very uh political answer saying like, all oh, right, I'm gonna take it to like the higher ups or something like that. Something down those lines or whatever. And Taz goes like, that's not good enough. Don't give me that corporate bullshit. Like he just starts going in on Cody, right? So then Cody, he goes and goes like, oh, you want to get real? You want to get real? He's like, your son, how come your son is training with me at my school or whatever? So then Taz goes like, you went too far or whatever. Taz gets hot or whatever. And then Taz walks away. Cody goes like this, like cut the camera off or whatever. Yo, Taz hooks Cody with the Taz mission. I fucking go nuts. I'm like, yo, this is awesome. Al comes Billy Gunn and Austin Gunn, part of the he's they're the gun club, part of the, the nightmare family or whatever. Taz walks out, but then his son appears out of nowhere and walks out with Taz. So I'm like, okay, I wonder what story they're telling here. First of all, I didn't know that Taz's son was training to be a wrestler. Uh, going back to listening to the Taz show, because I used to listen to the Taz show all the time, he always talked about his son, how his son really wasn't interested in becoming a wrestler because yeah. he was a, a lacrosse player yeah, yeah. In, uh, in school. He would always talk about his son being a lacrosse player. He was like top so, 50 in the nation or something like that. Right. So this yeah. is new to me that now Taz's son is training to become a, a professional wrestler. Dream, what did you think about this segment? Because I know you're a big Taz fan too. Oh, I loved it. The segment was awesome. I do think that the cutting off the mic may be a little overplayed, but I think it worked for this scenario. Uh, I think that, number one, I super popped when Taz says that this FTW title doesn't mean what it meant before, that they're not giving it the respect that it deserves. Like. Mm -hmm. So, because that's how I've been feeling this entire time. And Me we, too. you've mentioned it the last podcast that this FTW title, the significance that it has now is not what it was in ECW. It's not the same significance. So hopefully they start treating this title like a real title, like a real belt where it means something. And I mean, FTW belt is not the only belt in wrestling that needs to mean something because almost no belt means anything anymore. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I really like, like the, I think this was the this was the kick in the ass that Team Taz needed, or this little opportunity they needed to really start make make looking legitimate. Because for a second there, it's just not looking good for guys like Brian Cage. It's like okay, you got brought on to do nothing, and mm -hmm. we've got the uh, Ricky Starks in there, and he's a mouthpiece, and he's been a mouthpiece for for and NWA, and we know he can cut promos, and we've even questioned does he even belong in Team Taz and things like that. Uh, but now with the incorporation of powerhouse Hobbs and this promo from Taz, there's hope now. There's hope now from Team Taz, and I'm excited for next week. I think I think I think we could all agree that there's interest now in Team Taz because before yeah. it's like, what what are we supposed to be so interested about Team Taz? You have like these three rent now with Will Hobbs. You have like these three random dudes put together. But now there's some interest there. And then, like, fast forward throughout the night, you see this incredible promo by Ricky Starks going back to what you said. He's an incredible mouthpiece. He start ripping Cody to shreds, saying, like, how they're going to mm -hmm. destroy Cody and Darby Allen next week at um at AEW Dynamite. So I'm interested with now the route that Team Taz is going and going back to what you said. I hope they start, like, incorporating the whole FTW championship, make it mean something because it's not yeah. pulling the same value it did back in ECW.
Yeah. Hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to cut it short because my wife's probably going to divorce me if I don't go up in the next five minutes. Uh, <laughs> but when you guys get out, you just got to leave the, the call and then I'll shut everything off. Thank everybody for being with us. Remember, losradio.com. And uh, you guys are good to go. You're doing a good job. But I got I to gotta change the production people. They suck, though. Jesus Christ. All right. <laughs> All right, Leo. I'll talk to you later, bro. Right. We're, almost, we're almost done anyway. Dream. It was done. good seeing you, brother. All right, hey, thank you. Take care, brother. In other words, Leo's trying to say is don't get married. <laughs> or, or have kids Man. or get up at three in the morning. Yeah, none of that. Go ahead. All right, I'm, 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 I'm out now. Right, I, I, it kind of sucks. I wanted, I wanted to ask Leo and give my condolences if he was a big uh, Diego Maradona fan. So, what do you think? What do you think, I think bro? you are. <laughs> what do you think? Assume, I didn't want to assume because if you talk about assumptions, you will think that Dan Marino means something to me and he means literally squat. So back there, <laughs> back, back behind me, where is it? on this side, back there, there's a Boca jersey. But there is Maradona's book and right next to it is one of 300 uh, wine bottles of Maradona wine. So you bueno, tell me if it messed something for me. No, no, it's, it's back there. I, I just don't like to move it because I don't want to break it. But no, and, well, and, I wanted to give you, I wanted to give you my condolences. Thank you. And and I told Mario this. I was like, I didn't know it was gonna affect me until it happened. And 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 again, I know I said I was gonna go and probably get divorced. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> it's just like wrestling, right? It's just like wrestling, and that's what I tell people. Like they're like, oh, but they never paid any of your bills, but they gave me happiness. But, right. they, it, but it didn't matter what the hell's going on, which, by the way, tune into Futboleo on Monday because I'm actually going to explain why I always say that it makes you forget for those 90 minutes what's going on. By the way, it has to do – anyway, just tune in. Uh, 8 o'clock, <laughs> losradio.com, uh, show Futboleo. But it, it's just like wrestling, right? Like when, when these legends pass away, right, and especially now, like how many legends have passed away like in, within the last year, you know? People that that we grew up watching, people that it's not even it's not anymore like oh, the guys that were already set when we started watching wrestling. No, these are guys that we saw start, we saw them retire, and now they're old. If if you look if you look at the guys that were in in the ring, I remember all those guys like starting out. I remember yeah. Kevin Nash, you know, coming out for the first time with Shawn Michaels. I remember Shawn Michaels with Marta Gennetti. You know what I mean? Like, these are not guys that, oh, it was my parents' generation or, or, you know, people behind me generation. Same thing with soccer. Like, you feel like you know them. So that's why it affects you. Now, with the whole Maradona right. thing, like, I really, and, and I explain this to people, I'm like, that was like the uncle that used to live, like, you know, back in Argentina that I saw videos of. And I knew he was funny, and but we all got to see his shit, and that's what it was. And it was funny because Ben Cliff and Fat Mania, they, they wrote you know on, on their thing. And again, you got to remember, for people in Britain, Maradona is like the biggest villain ever, right? But for them to still show respect to him as the player that he was, it kind of shows you where it transcends, even with the whole Undertaker thing. It's not just WWE. You had the whole wrestling world paying tribute to a guy that most of them have never met paying tribute to a guy that that they've just seen on camera paying tribute to a guy who was on character and the first time he ever broke character was this past what three months you know what i mean so but you still knew him you still knew his name everybody's seen that picture with his grandma where he's got the whole goth thing and nana's over there with like the crochet top you know it doesn't matter how dark you are nana still loves you we've all seen that picture and again, these are guys that, that we grew up with. 
That's the way it affects us. And I th- and I think even with McMahon, we could talk all the shit we want, but we know him. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Like every wrestling fan, whether you like it or not, like hey, McMahon is McMahon. He right. he made wrestling what it is, whether you like it or not, whether he wants to call it sports entertainment. So, but thank you for your condolences. And and again, I told Mario, it bothers me that it bothers me that it bothers me <laughs> from Maradona. You know what I mean? Like it bothers me that his death affects me. Right. You know what I mean? And no, I think but it, it you're right. It, it should it should affect you. It should affect you. Um, you know, when God forbid the day that Bret Hart passes, it's gonna affect me. Oh, it's gonna talk, affect come, me when a lot on, of these guys pass. <laughs> don't say that, bro. <laughs> it, <laughs> when uh, you know, guy like talking about football, when Andy Reid passes away, it's going to affect nah. me because you gave and devoted your time and invested your time and uh, your childhood into watching some of this stuff. And yeah, he based they had a part into raising you, of course, you know what I mean, right? right. So yeah, but, I just want I wanted to pay my respects, and but I did not want to assume that you were a fan, so that, that's oh, why no, I had no, to, that's, had but, but but it's funny, but it. it if you're a fan of soccer, this guy, Maradona, has to affect you in some way, shape, or form. Whether it's positive, whether it's negative, whether, you know what I mean? Because, again, and, and I said it, the day it happened, I was sitting here because I was coding some stuff. And this is, this is my office here. The studio is my office, right? So I'm sitting here, 1130, I'm going through some stuff. And I went on the air. And, th- and that's what I told the guys that do Futboleo with me. I'm like, if I didn't go on the air... For us to talk about it, I would have been crying here like a little baby for like 12 hours. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, I cried on the air. And, and, and yeah, you know, I talked to my friends while we were on the Zoom call, you know, just talking about soccer and talking about what Maradona meant to each one of us. But, again, if you look at it on, like, with the whole wrestling side, right? When The Undertaker physically passes... It's going to affect everybody the same way that Maradona has for the soccer world. Because whether you're here, in the UK, in Japan, in Africa, in South America. Again, I said, I think I said it last week. Even my dad knows who The Undertaker is. And my dad right. doesn't watch wrestling. You know what I mean? My dad knew two wrestlers, Hulk Hogan and The Undertaker. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? But, oh, oh, hey, macho man. Yeah, that was it. <laughs> that, yeah. that was it. But it, but again, like and 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 it's funny because I saw a picture. They were like, oh, you know, the, these four legends were taken from us, right? So it's like uh, Kobe at the beginning of the year, Black Panther, uh, Maradona, and then the Undertaker. So I wrote to the guy. I was like, first of all, the Undertaker didn't die; he just retired. But I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, because right. in in their own sport and in their own way, they still in, invoked a positive or a negative feeling, you know? Um, and if people don't understand anything about soccer, just understand this. That it doesn't matter what you're going through. For those 90 minutes, that man with a ball was able to make it forget everything. Whatever issues you're going through in your house, if your light isn't paid, if if they're about to cut off the water, if you're about to get evicted, if you haven't eaten in three days, for those 90 minutes, for him to invoke a positive or a negative emotion, it doesn't even matter if you're going through war because that's right. what was going on in 82. That's why 86 was so important. That's why 90 was so important. I'm talking about the World Cups of the non-soccer people. Um, that's why 1990 was so important because it's like, it's like put it into you this way. Like, let's say The Undertaker, right? WWE guy through and through. 
right? He goes away and now comes back to the WWE. That's supposed to be your fans, right? But they're booing you because now they want Seth Rollins to win. Now we know that's not going to happen, right? Mm-hmm. But that's basically what happened to Maradona in 1990. The guy was playing soccer in Italy. Then for the World Cup, he goes to like literally the same stadium that they're about to rename Diego Maradona Stadium, right? And the Italian fans are booing him. So if you ever see a video of him cursing at the people, which oh, yeah, I'll send it to you tomorrow because it's funny as hell and it'll send it to dream. The anthems are going on. You know how they pan like the whole spectrum thing of the of the player standing yeah. there? And he is literally saying the drop that Mario has on his computer. <laughs> like, la puta que te parió, hijo de puta. Like, all that stuff. And he's mouthing it big enough for them to understand, like, yeah, you're, you're whistling and, and you're screaming at us, and I'm about to beat you. And mm-hmm. he did. You know what I mean? Again, for those 90 minutes, you get the positive, you get the negative, but he's going to invoke something. Again, dude, it's a circus. That's what I'm saying. Okay, I got to go. Love you guys. Uh, <laughs> no more soccer questions. No more soccer questions. All right, no way Man, that's pretty deep. That's pretty deep. Um, but that was Leo. It's still a very weird show, but at least we had an appearance from Leo.